The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. The new Superman. The subtitle is Possibilities of the Divine Life. Hallelujah. When you study the word of God from a spiritual point of view, you will notice that in the natural view of things from heaven, there are three kinds of men in the earth. In the Old Testament, there were different people groups. But when you come to the New Testament, God sees things based on the covenant and the cross. In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 32, the Bible says, Give no offense either to the Jews or to the Greeks, or to the church of God. He gives to us the way God looks at the human race. Naturally, everybody is from one blood. That's Adam. Are you aware of that? But spiritually, God sees three kinds of people in the earth. The first one he talks about here is the Jews. The Jews refer to God's covenant people. They are the natural seed of Abraham. When God spoke to Abraham, he told him that his seed would be like the stars and like the sand. The sand refers to the natural seed of Abraham. But the stars refers to another kind. But look at this. Let's move on further. Okay, so I should show that today. Okay, Ephesians 2, 11 and 12. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, notice the natural in the flesh, who are called on circumcision by that which is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. Notice the basis of covenant. Because the Jewish man, the boy is circumcised at eight, at eight days old to link him with the covenant. Are we together? All right. Verse 12. At that time, you were without Christ. So you see things based on covenant and the cross. Being aliens, it says that at that time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. So the second class of people here are the Gentiles or the Greeks. In other words, those who are not Jews. These are men who have no covenant with God. Men 
without a covenant with God. The third class of men are the ecclesia. In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 32, they're called the church, the ecclesia. The ecclesia refers to the called out ones. It's called the church. And this group is made of both Jews and Gentiles who believe in Jesus Christ. And this body of people are called the new creation. The new creation. These people are natural men with a covenant with God. These are people without a covenant with God. But these people are spiritual men or supernatural men. They have a covenant with God. When you look at 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14, the Bible says, but the natural man, notice the use of the word, the natural man. See, this is a man that is not born again. He's called the natural man. Say the natural man. Now, this man is called a psychikos man in the Greek. It refers to the man who governs his, his life by his natural senses. It says, but a natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. He's not a spiritual man. See? So, in our context here, we go the the Jewish man that has a covenant with God, the Gentile, who is a man without a covenant with God, and the Ecclesia, who is the new creation. In First Corinthians chapter 3, beginning from verse 1, it says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as a spiritual people, but as a canal, as the babes in Christ. Notice the way God looks at things. See, if you're going to um, have um, effective communication or understanding of someone, you've got to understand their language. See, God deals with people based on covenants or based on who they are in Christ. It's, it's, you have a covenant or you're in Christ. He says, and I bring God not speak to you as a spiritual people, but as a canal, as the babes in Christ. Because naturally, they were adults. They were not children. But in Christ, they were babes in Christ. Are you following me? All right, next, verse 2. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. Even now you're still not able, verse 3. It says, for you're still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you. I want to listen to this. Are you not, be, are you not carnal and behaving like what? Meh. Man, notice the use of words. Man, man. Now, it says from this context that the ecclesia, the Christian, is not a man. man. Am I right? Give it to me in the ESV. I want to show you something here. It says, for you're still of the flesh. For while there is still jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only, watch this, in a human way? So we cannot say I'm just a human being. 
Come on now. Because it's, it, it lets them know that if they were behaving like humans, they were in the flesh. See, it deals with them from an entirely different perspective. See, say I'm not just a human being. Yeah, you're not just a human being. You're not just a human being. And we, we've got to have that perspective because most of us will say, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm from Sagbama, I'm from Ekeremo, I'm from Polaku, I'm from, hey, 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 hey. You are talking like a natural man. See? And the Bible lets us know clearly that this new creation man is not a natural human being. It's beyond that. He still has flesh and blood, but it's not just a human being. Ephesians 4, 17 to 18. The new Superman. Hallelujah. Are you there? It says, These I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that you should not walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Verse 18. It says, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Now, you said, we are not like all the Gentiles. See? So, what is a superman? Number one, a superman is a superior man. A superman is a superior man who has learned to forego fleeting pleasures. See that? He has learned to forgo fleeting pleasures and attain happiness and dominance through the exercise of creative power. Or you could say of his creative powers. Now the creative power here comes from God. See, the unbeliever is a slave of sin. But we are not. Romans 6 verse 14 says, it says, sin shall not have dominion over you. Sin shall not have dominion over you, shall not lord it over you. Why? It says, for you're not under law, but what? Under grace. See, we've learned to forgo. Hallelujah. One of the biggest problems in the earth is an identity crisis. See, I told them in first service that report shows that 91% of women don't like their bodies, don't even like themselves. 91% of women. So if you count women, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 9, 10, only one of them will like everything about herself. Are you following me? It says, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. He explains to you that the, the, this Christian is not a slave of sin. Say, I'm not a slave of sin. Yeah, you're not. Verse 19, please. 19. It says, watch this. I speak in human terms. Give me 17 to 19. Now, look at this. Because I can't start from human terms. So, he's talking to like human beings. Look at this. It says, For God be thanks as though, that though you were slaves of sins, yet... You have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you have delivered. Verse 18. And having been set free from sin. Notice the use of words. See, I've been set free from sin. We're looking at a new superman. 
Having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Now, the Christian man is not the man trying to be free from sin. He is free from sin. He's a slave of righteousness. In other words, if you really knew who you are, you should be struggling to sin and find it easier to live right. It says, having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. See, I'm a slave of righteousness. <laughs> that means you cannot help but do good. You wanted to do bad, you did good. That's who I am. Are you all there? See, you need to have that mentality. Verse 19. Now look at this. I speak in human terms. See, it had to come down to their level because for the most part, we think we are trying to overcome sin. We have overcome sin. The issue is our ignorance. Hmm. We'll come back here. Go to verse 3. Let me show you something. Verse 3. Or do you not know that as many... Let's begin from verse 1. What shall we say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Verse 2. It says, certainly not. Okay, just a God forbid. How shall we... How shall we, who died to sin? Did you see that? How shall we, who died to sin, live any longer in it? He says, I have died to sin. Say, I have died to sin. The new Superman. Galatians 5 verse 24. We'll come back here. Galatians 5 24. And those who are Christ's, those who are Christ, have crucified the flesh. Are you Christ's? See, the issue is that we don't really know who we are. Those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Give it to me in the old King James. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. So, for the new creation, sin is not an issue. See? And most of our messages today is about sin, 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 sin. Because the people we lead still think they're human beings. I'm just a human being. They forget that one third of you is a wall-to-wall -wall Holy Ghost. See? Because God is joined to you. See? And I don't want to get ahead of myself. But you need to know that. Let me, let me rewind a little just because I, I'm already pushing to one of the points. But look at this. He said, I needed a Christ. I crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Think about that. Think about that. You mean, are you telling me that uh, I'm not supposed to struggle like this? Are you telling me? I'm not telling you. I'm showing you who you are. Are you Christ? Are you a believer in Christ? Are you a Christian? You've crucified the flesh with the lusts and the affections thereof. But people are still struggling. Oh Lord, oh Lord, Father, oh Papa, oh. Because we're not properly taught. Are you all there? Go back there. Look at Romans 6, verse 
1 and 2 again. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin or continue in sin that grace may abound? Verse 2. Certainly not. See, the man, he didn't want to discuss this sin matter. That's why when he got to verse 1, he said, I speak in human terms. Because people were not understanding what he was talking about. A Christian is asking, is masturbation wrong? <laughs> oh boy. What did you just say? It's not a discussion. I person want to know, is fornication when you are a Christian and then you're fornicating, is it, is it, is it a knowing that uh, we are under grace? You don't even know who you are. Those are not our struggles. He says, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Give me verse 3. Oh, do you not know that as many of us are baptized into Christ Jesus, we're baptized into his death? Verse 4. It says, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we shall walk in the newness. Oh boy, this word refers to the freshness, the newness of life. That means the life you now have as a Christian is not the life you used to have. It's an entirely new life. Next. That's fine. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. In other words, if we were crucified with him, then we are also raised like him with the kind of life he has. So the kind of life Jesus has right now is the kind of life that I have right now. What our life accomplishes in Christ, it accomplishes in me. Are you seeing this? Verse 6. Knowing this. See, there's a revelation you've got to have. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Knowing this. Then I all must survive with him that the body of sin, this, might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. He said, you've got to know that. See, I said, it's an issue of knowledge. Apostle, I know my struggles. I know my struggles. Uh, you're talking like a human being. When you begin to talk like the new creation, your language changes. Hallelujah. Are you out there? All right. Verse 7. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Are you seeing the language? See, I'm free from sin. Let me see if I can. I cannot say it to me. I know that it's sin. And I'm not saying. He said, he who has died. See, because we have crucified the flesh. When we died with Christ, we crucified the flesh. Next verse, verse 8. Now, if we die with Christ, we believe that we, we shall also live with him. Next. Knowing that Christ, being raised, being, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, and death no longer has dominion over him. Do you know death has no dominion over you? Because him that has the power of death has been destroyed. See, knowledge, knowledge, knowing, verse 10, look at this, verse 10. For that he died, he died to sin once for all. And that he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11, please. 
like oh, likewise ye also reckon yourselves to be dead and need to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Says, think that way, reckon yourselves to be dead to sin. I'm a superman. Are you a superman? Yeah, they should ask you. See, many of your friends look at you, and because of you, because you don't have this understanding, they, they don't see the need for Christianity. Because they smoke, you smoke. They drink, you drink. No, they womanize, you womanize. So what's the use? They, they, they are worried at night, you're worried at night. They have, they have nightmares, you have nightmares. But when you become a superman, you begin to attract people to Christ. I was on campus, and a young man was for, he was the most popular guy. He had slept with almost all the girls on campus. And I was walking to my room, this pathway. And as I took a step, I noticed the person takes a step. If I stop, the person stops. So I said, I'm going to know whether this person is following me, following me really. So when I walked into my room, he followed me into my room. As I turned, I just turned and I said, what do you want? What are you looking for? Because I didn't know who was behind me. And he said, I want to be like you. And I led him to Christ. I want to be like you. No preaching. I'm a superman. Say it, I'm a superman. You're not a man, man. You're a superman. You see that? Go now to verse 17. Give me 14, 17. It says, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under law, but under grace. Now, 17, 18, 19. It says, but God be thanked, though you were slaves of sin in the past, yet you obeyed from the, the heart the former doctrine which you, to which you were delivered. Verse 18. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Verse 19. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. You see that? For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. It's letting you know that it's a matter of choice. No believer, no believer is a victim without his own consent. Either consent through ignorance, consent through inaction, or consent through disobedience or sin. There must be a consent. I'm a superman. See? You need to have that understanding. Verse 20. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. In other words, when you were an unbeliever, you were, you were struggling. You were struggling to, to, to live right. It was not easy, so you were just living in sin because it was just natural to you. Verse 21. For what fruit did you have then in the things which you were now ashamed for the end of those things is dead? Verse 22. But now, say now. When is now? But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves unto God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. I'm a superman. Are you a superman? Have that mentality. I remember one time I was walking with a friend and a lady came out of the flowers. There's this area in that office that had flowers where I grew up in and the lady came out from the flowers and said she wanted to see me. I said, for what? 
She said um, she wanted to be like me. And I led her to Christ. Her name was Inkechi. I led her to Christ. So she joined our church. So I told her, when this is how it happened, she said she wanted to see me. I said, I'm walking my friend when I get back. So I came back home that night. She came to knock on the door to look for me again that night. She was looking. I wasn't, and you know, you're doing evangelism. This one is, the soul is evangelizing you. Your life. When they saw the changes, the genuine changes. Some people are born again, they still go to nightclubs. They don't understand who they are yet. We don't struggle with such things. We've been cut off from them. I'm a superman. Are you a superman? See, I'm a superman. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. All right, we said um, a superman, a, super, a superman is a superior man who has learned to forgo fleeting pleasures and attain happiness and dominance through the exercise of creative power. Number two. He's a person of extraordinary or superhuman power or achievements. A person of extraordinary or superhuman power or achievements. Number three. A superman is a man who has greater strength. See, greater strength, ability, in, or intelligence more than other men. He has greater strength. Greater ability or intelligence more than other men. That's a superman. So the Christian is a superman. And a superman, if you start, if you've watched Superman, he came from another planet. See? And we as believers, we are from above. Hallelujah. Are you all there? We are from above. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Are you from above? I am from above. The word born again means to be born from above. See that? To be born from above. First John 4 verse 4 says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is where? Is in the world. The Christian is a superman. He is more than a man because he has the life and nature of God in him. He is more than a man. In 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4, the Bible says, according as his divine power, as given unto us, give it in the old King James, according as divine power, as given unto us, all things that pertain to life, that word there, Zoe, the God life. He has given us everything to live life at his level. All things that pertain unto life and godliness. That means, think about this, is superman, he has everything he needs to live right. But it says it's through the knowledge. You see what I'm talking about knowledge? Of him who called, who has called us to glory and virtue. So I'm a superman. Whereby are given unto us. Hallelujah. Exceeding great and precious promises that by these he might be what partakers of the divine nature. Watch it. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world, the moral decay that is in the world through us. Since we have escaped it. Give it to me in a new living translation. It says, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to do what? To share is what? His divine nature. We share in it. 
I'm a superman. Are you a superman? Yeah. And that it enables us to, to share by nature and escape the worst corruption caused by human's desires. We share in that nature. Give it to me in the message translation. Don't read the ESV next. It says, we were, we were also given absolute terrific promises to pass on to you. Your tickets to participation in what? In the life of God. We have a ticket. We don't have the normal human life. Normal human life runs on blood. The life of God functions through the spirit. Let me explain. As a child, all your father's attributes came from your natural bloodline. As a child, your father's weaknesses came through the bloodline. Came through the bloodline. But as a new creation, it flows through the spirit. So, so whatever you lacked in your bloodline, you are completed through the spirit. I'm a superman. Are you a superman? Yeah, you're no ordinary. Uh, no, some say, I'm not a superman. Oh, you are. Praise God. In John 1, 4, the Bible says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Then he says, And the light shines on darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. See, the life that was in men, it shines in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. See that? So when I receive the life of God, I become a wonder to the world. Psalm 71 verse 7, give it to us. Psalm 71 verse 7. He says, I am as a wonder unto many. It makes you a wonder. When you receive the life of God, your family should start looking at you and say, oh boy, you be human being. Because now your, 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 your mental sagacity surpasses human intelligence. When you talk, they're like, Kai, which I know you now. <laughs> what happened to you? Just to get to say, I'm a superman. Hallelujah. Ooh, I'm a superman. Are you all there? All right. Look at this very quickly. 1 John 5, verse 10. He that believed on the Son of God had the witness in himself. He that, he believed not that God, he that believed not has made him a liar. That means when you believe God, you're calling him a liar. Because he believed on the record that God gave of his Son. Verse 11. And this is a record or this is a testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is where? In his son. Verse 12, quickly please. He that has the son has life and he that does not have the son does not have life. Next. These things I have, have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the son of God. Say I have eternal life. Say this, I have eternal life. See, he doesn't judge us based on the life we receive from our parents. But it lets us know that you have received something. Believe God's testimony. Say, I know, Apostle, it's my family problem. Yeah, you're a new creature now. See, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, first of all, verse 16, it says, Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. In other words, we don't judge human beings based on what they are in the flesh anymore. 
But look at those perspectives. Is he a Jew? Is he, is he, is he um, um, a, a Greek? Or is he, is, he, is he a new creation? See that? So it says, it says, Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh, yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, know him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things I want have become new. Verse 18, what does it say? And all these things are of God. In other words, what the new things we have in us now are of God. See now? So now, your family may not be smart, but you now have the wisdom of God. See, your family may have a history of not living right, but you are the righteousness of God. I'm a superman. Yeah, I'm a superman. Praise God. In 1 John 3, verse 1, please. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the word knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Notice, you cannot know who we are without revelation. When he saw Jesus in Mark 6, from verse 1 to 6, and uh, Matthew 13, I think it's from verse, verse uh, 52, if I'm not mistaken, and they said that, is this not a carpenter's son? Is this not a carpenter? See that? They saw him naturally. See? Give it to us in Mark 6. And let's look at this. They saw him naturally. From verse 1, please. Mark 6, I said from verse 1 to 6. Okay. It says, and they were astonished at him. They said, from whence are this man, this wisdom? And what wisdom is there has given unto him that if such mighty works are wrought by his hand? Next. It says, it's not this the carpenter, the son of Mary. Notice the way they dealt with him. It's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not Yeshua, the carpenter. I know him now. You see, go to Matthew 13 and um, give me from verse from 54 downwards. Now look at this. Come down. Look at verse 55. Is not this the carpenter's son? So his father was a carpenter. And when you grow up, walking with your father, what are you? A carpenter. Go back to Mark 6 now. So he says, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and of Joseph, and of Judah, and of Simon? I know the sisters here with us. They were offended that. Coming to preach, I am from above. From where? We were there at your naming ceremony, you are from where? So you are from above. I and my father are one. What did he do this boy? He whom you call God, he is my father. Sure. That's why one time they, they thought he was mad. When the boy, you saw him grow, he will come to your place and give the table. Bah, 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 bah. Yeshua, Yeshua, you are a good boy. Thank you, ma'am. Then Yeshua appears and says, I am from above. Sees you. I don't know what is happening to the youth of nowadays. Is this not Joshua, the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, the brother of Joseph, the brother of Simon? We even know his sisters. They were offended at him. And that's how people look at you. And some of you, that's the way you see yourself. When they say you're a superman, you, 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 you are so precious to God. Apostle, <laughs> me precious. 
I know what I have done that God does not like. That's why there's the blood of Jesus to wipe it as though it never happened. I'm a superman. First John 3, 1 again. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. It is referring to the technons of God. People who God gave birth to. You mean that I'm a descendant of God? That's what he's talking about. That you are, you are a divine descendant. It says, therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew not. Give it to me in, um, in the ESV. ESV. It says, see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. Say, so we are. Okay, the reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. See, in John 1 verse 10, I read it in first service, but it bears repetition. John 1 10. It says, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. The world did not know him. Give it to me in the New Translation, New KJV, ESV, any. Let him see. It says, the world did not know him. So, the world does not know us because it did not know him. To know us, you have to know him. Because as he is, so are we. I'm a superman. Are you a superman? I'm a superman. Don't you be talking any answers. If you fly, we fly when it's necessary. Philip was translated. That's flying. Philip was translated. That's flying. A little boy was playing by the window and he fell from the window. While he was falling, he said, an angel caught him like this and brought him down to the ground. That's flying. Superman. So it matters what you believe because what you believe is what happens to you. What you believe is what decides the outcomes of your life. I'm a superman. They didn't know him. They didn't know him. Give me verse 2. 1 John 3, 2. 1 John 3, 2. Verse 2. It says, Be, beloved, now are we the sons of God. See, we are children of God now. We, we, we are descendants of God now. Stop looking at your natural descent. My, my papa, they say everybody from my papa children. Say, now, nah, sorry, the warriors. Now, I make my life be like this. So, you're talking like a human being. But now, are we the sons of God? And does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him like he is. So when you see him, when you really have a revelation of Jesus, you will know who you are. Most of you don't know who you are yet because you don't know who he is. John 17 verse 19. It says, and for their sakes... I sanctify myself that they may be sanctified through the truth. Now, give me, give me verse 8, 18, 17, 18. Watch this. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so I, have I also sent them into the world. Notice, he came into the world. He came into the world. Yes, he was born by Mary. After the flesh. God was his father. He came into the world. We also... He says, as you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. 
You will catch it. You will catch it. Because some of you, you, you are eating meat this evening. The apostle is telling me that uh, the family problem that my family has, I'm not supposed to suffer it. I'm not being mumbling again. No. You are a new creature. Amen. Verse 14. Verse 14. John 17, 14. I have given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Did you see that? It says because they are not of the world. Jesus said you are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world. You are not a kind. You are not Izon. You are not Yoruba. You are not Igbo. You're not a Nigerian in the realm of the spirit. In our flesh is what we have. is on Yoruba, Fesor, family, is flesh. See that? Jesus said, you are not of the world. Even as he is, not, we are after that kind. We are after that order. Think about it. Oh, they said, they said uh, uh, there's a disease oh, that every human being that catches it will die. You are not a human being. You are a new creation. Are you saying we are not a human being? We, we, we are beyond explanation. Because God has linked himself to my spirit. And he sustains me. The Bible says, in him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. Colossians 3 verse 4 says, my life is hid with Christ in God. For the disease to catch me, it has to catch Christ first. First of all, don't, don't forget Christ is hidden in God. He first of all get God. After God is infected, to infect Christ, then infect me. The apostle, you are telling us that things that are very high sounding. No, it's the word of God. It's the word of God. Tell someone it's the word of God. Sure it is. It's the word of God. It's the word. It's the word. The Christian is a new creation. Is a new type of man in union with deity. Is a new type of man in union with deity. In 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17, the Bible says, He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17. Please show it to them quickly. It says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17 says, the Lord is that spirit. The Lord is that spirit. Then he says, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The Lord is that spirit, and I'm joined to the Lord. That means I'm joined to the Holy Ghost. Because the Lord is that spirit. And the Bible says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And the Lord is our spirit, and I'm joined to the Lord. How can I be bound? You will catch it. It says, the Lord is our spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Okay? And now this is the Lord, for instance. Wherever he is, there is liberty. And I'm joined to the Lord. How can I be bound? So both people are bound. And that's why we, we teach them the word of God. So they can recover themselves. Because they are not supposed to be bound. 
Satan can do nothing in your life without your consent or your cooperation. Satan can do nothing in your life without your consent or your cooperation. You plug to deity. See, in Ephesians 1, 22 to 23, let's run quickly so we can wrap this up. And has put all things on his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. The head over all things, over principalities, over powers, over thrones, over dominions. Verse 23. And gave him the head over all things to the church, which is his body. That means whatever Christ is over, I am over. Then he says, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now means there's nothing in Christ that is not in me. Union with deity. Colossians 1.19 says, it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And Christ is in me. See, Christ is in me. Colossians 2, 9 to 10. I want you to have this in your spirit. Walk without consciousness. Walk without dominion. We are not normal human beings. There is something in us that's beyond this natural world. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. Which means the human body has a capacity to contain God. The fullness of the Godhead was in Christ in bodily form. Verse 10. And you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. I like the, 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 the amplified 9 and 10. Give it to us please. For in him, the, the, the whole fullness of data, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression to the divine nature. Do you have the divine nature? All right, verse 10. You are in him, made full, having come to the fullness of life. In Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead. Say, I'm filled with the Godhead. What are you filled with? Father, Son, and what? And Holy Spirit inside of you. You Superman. Only Christ in you is enough. And you now have Father. You have Son. You have Holy Spirit. All three of them inside of you. How can a Christian feel like that? Say, Apostle, I was your writing. I don't know. I was your writing anyhow. Nobody to teach me. Shh. He says, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is in you. Jesus said to the Father, he said, I in them and thou in me, that they may be one in us. Now, he says, I in you. Let's go there quickly. John 17, let's begin from verse 20. John 17, 20. Nina, pray I for these alone, but for them also which believe on me through their word. That means this prayer is for me too, because I believe in the words of the apostles. Verse 21, now watch this. That they all may be one, okay, as thou Father art in me and I in thee. So that means Jesus is in the Father and the Father is where? Jesus is in the Father and the Father is where? Jesus is in the Father and the Father is where? In Jesus. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. The Father is in Christ and Christ is in the Father. If I am in Christ... I am in the Father, and the Father is where? 
So what I'm sharing with you is not some far-fetched thoughts because some of you have not yet believed it. Now notice, the Word of God will only believe, will only work for you when you start believing it. You have to believe it. That the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is inside of you. 24-7. See, first, so then 2 verse 13, and I'll, I'll read you a few scriptures and I'll be out of your way. We'll continue some other time. But look at this. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you receive it not as the word of man. Because some of you are looking at apostles just giving us this idea of what Christianity is. No. So you receive it not as the word of man, but as in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Notice it's when I believe the word, the word starts working. The Father is in me. Christ is in me. The Holy Ghost is in me. Give us First Thessalonians 1 verse 2. Give me verse 1. Should be verse 1 now. Look at that. It says, Paul and Silvanus and Timothy unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in where? In God the Father. So I am in the Father. See? Then he says, and in the Lord Jesus Christ, I am in the Son. And Galatians 5.26 says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. I am also in the Spirit. See? Romans 8 verse 9 tells me that I am in the Spirit. It says you are not in the flesh, you should be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. So, so I'm in the Spirit. See that? So I am in the Father, I am in the Son, I am in the Spirit. And the Father is in me, the Son is in me, the Spirit is in me. See, train yourself to think that way. Tell yourself. That's why many of us have, have identity crisis, insecurity. But when you know that the Father is in you, the Son is in you, the Holy Ghost is in you, phew, this is what Paul knew. When Paul would say, I strive according to his walking, which walketh in me mightily, Colossians 1.29. He recognized the walking of God inside of him. He recognized that God was walking in him mightily. God is in me. The Father is in me. The Son is in me. The whole apostles are strive. That's why he achieved more than the other apostles. He had this revelation that God was walking in him. In Philippians 2.13, he says, For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It says God is in you, giving you new and right desires. God is at work in you. Say God is at work in me. Give it to me in the NLT, then the MSG. I just want to sink this and we'll be, I'll be out of your way. God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Become conscious of the fact that divinity is at work in you. Stop thinking like a normal human being. I'm a superman. Person, you know that uh, 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 we are all human beings. There are some of us that if you look at us in the flesh, you think we're human beings, but we are more than human beings. See? You need to become conscious of it. Message translation, message, MSG. The, that energy is God's energy. 
an energy deep within you, giving him, God himself, willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. Are you seeing it? We are carried by divine energy. Give me Colossians 1.29. Look at it in the ESV. Colossians 1.29. Look at ESV. Look at this. It says, for, for this toil, for this I toil, struggling with all his energy, that he powerfully works within me. See, there was a consciousness that God is working in me. That's why the Apostle Paul could just be doing things. He was conscious of something. How many of you are conscious of it when you wake up in the morning? That the Father is in you, the Son is in you, the Holy Ghost is in you. See, there's nobody to help me. Look at my life. Nobody, no brother, no sister. I just a roast. That is the thing, you know. How will somebody survive? You don't know who you are. Philippians 4.13. Oh boy, give me 12 to 13 so to get it in context. 12 to 13. Paul says, I, know, I both know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 13. I can do all things. That's a superman. I can do all things. That's a superman. He could have said, I can do some things. See, union with God opens us to a world of endless possibilities. Union with God. We are in union with God now. Our possibilities are endless. See, because now God has become the measure of our potential. Oh, Jesus. If I live, then you... All the messages I listen to today will be in you. God is in you. What are you looking for? The man says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthen it. The word there is endonamo. I've told you again and again. It means to empower. So there's a consistent flow of power inside of you. I love it in the Amplified Version. Give it to me in the Amplified. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Then I like this one. I am ready for anything. Now, there's no situation you can face that can overwhelm you. Why? Because the greater one is in you. There's no situation you face that is more than a match for you because the greater one is in you. See, union with deity. You are a superman. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm just overwhelmed by all these problems. No, you're not overwhelmed. You cannot be overwhelmed. I am ready for anything and equal to anything. Do you know who you are dealing with? Do you know who the man is? Oh, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. Then I like the last part. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. That means the only thing you cannot do is what Christ cannot do. The only thing he cannot achieve is what Christ cannot achieve. 
Because he is the one giving you the ability. He's the one giving you the resources. I rest my case tonight. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wally Fessor, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua Bioso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 003-382-7072 or 005-120-4708. God bless you.